Okay. This is number two of the Healing Him, Healing in Him podcast because we're recording this for a book. Um, don't judge my teaching and podcast by this. <laughs> Go to previous ones. I'm going to say this in every podcast because this is going to be just such rambling because we're, we're, we're transcribing and writing um, a chapter and I'm recording it because it's supposed to be a podcast. The last podcast is going to be the testimony to my background um, with healing and sickness and my experience when it came to um, getting healing and having it come back on me and not actually seeing it and then what the testimony has with what God did to my body this past year with healing and what we see in scripture. This is going to be the chapter two. It's going to be the perfected healing versus deliverance. I want to talk about the difference between those two and why we are seeing where somebody gets healed and then it comes back on them and then they're being blamed that it was their faith and i'm going to go really hard after that in chapter three um as to that doesn't make sense first of all um we can deal with that if it's a deliverance but not if it's a perfected healing from god because then that wasn't fully the spirit of god that's all i'm going to say because we cannot find that in scripture and we don't have jesus teaching the guy with the withered hand that his hand regrew, how to not get it rewithered. So a perfected healing, if someone's going to see something in their body that they were prayed for by somebody and they got something like brand new or this, like whatever it was, cancer, gone, what, whatever it could be, if it is not a, a demon that was doing it and if, and some people are blaming it that it was a demon when it wasn't actually a demon, it was that they were releasing a healing on you that wasn't, perfected from the spirit of God. And if people want to understand this, go to the previous podcast that are dates in my podcast stuff. I talk about these things, how we're seeing, what we're seeing in healing ministry um, right now that just, first, it's just not, it's not scriptural. And from my experience, when something returned back on me and I, and I share this in the last one, it was a spirit. It was demonic. But then when you're dealing with the body and the sicknesses that people are having um, that are that are like scarred in their body, that when the Spirit of God heals that, it doesn't go. It doesn't leave. It does not. That we don't serve a bipolar God. That it's your faith that keeps your healing. That is demonic. It has been taken too far. And I'm going to deal with that in the next one. So I want Romans 8. I'm going to go into Romans 8 real quick. Then I'm going to go into some of the healings that we see. And then I'm going to talk about... Am I good? Am I going too fast? Oh, yeah, you can restart. Um, then I'm going to talk about what, how we're, what we're seeing in, in bodies from my own experience, physically, what demons are doing. Okay, so Ro Romans 8, verse 5. I actually want NLT for, um, for it in my book. For those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death. Here we go. The biggest thing God was showing me in my body was that there was death in my body. Not only from seeing death and trauma, but living in death. Meaning living in sin. There are things that people do and have from their past that has you can say has demonized your body it has scarred your body so there's things that get held in your in your stomach in your in your emotions in your thoughts i mean so many people are just sweeping things under the rug 
and then think that they're healed from it because they don't think about it anymore, then they're gonna get a chronic illness later in life and have no idea that the root of that was a scarring emotion from their, from their past. So this is the first thing I wanna deal with is the mind having the biggest effect on your body. And when your mind is aligned, when, you're, when, when this truth of what Romans 8 really is comes alive in a body, then you're gonna have what God did in, in my body this past year, which is purify all the sin and the trauma from my past out of my body because my mind had been aligned over the years. And if he had done this earlier in my life, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have um, been perfected yet because my mind was still aligned with sin. So that's a lot of where you're gonna have the deception and the theology that they're not grounded in the word so they can't keep their healing versus your mind is aligned with sin and you your your body lives in that in that place of what is dead in this world. Oh. Does that make sense how I said that? That would be really hard to understand because I think that people are getting healings from people who don't carry the purified spirit of God. And because of their own desire of fame and whatever, they're releasing things on people that then doesn't look perfected because it returns or something. And then the person's getting blamed, but really what it comes down to is there is sin nature in that person and an alignment of the mind that would carry a perfected healing but God doesn't play that game. And that person may have been releasing something that wasn't of him. And a perfected healing of God is going to, it will be brought to a person that the mind is renewed in that area where the trauma happened. And I'm going to give your example of how your trauma in that, in that area. But let me fix that. And then I'm going to go into that because that's going to be one of the, in this chapter, I'm going to refer to as it. Of how does this get? Did that make sense how I said that though? Yeah, I think like with someone's like an unrenewed mind or a mind that's aligned with sin, like what would, I guess what would their, I know it's different for everyone, but what would their thought process be? Like what are they aligned with that's still like what, what thought are they believing that's what is giving gonna be them, that yeah that's not allowing them to be open to healing so i actually think that that's going to be your the mind towards the character of god in the thing they went through in their life or the doctrine they've received so the people who've been so indoctrinated that it's your faith and your confession to get it received has tapped into such witchcraft spirits of manipulation of God that if they get a healing, it's like it's not it's not gonna have the foundation because they probably tapped into like a it's not a purified healing because your your doctrine behind it is twisted. So you open yourself up to something that would manifest itself because you think you can manipulate God to get something. 
And I'll go more into that in chapter three because that gets really hard to understand because we are taught our mouth being our confession. So how does that turn into manipulation? I'm going to explain that more of how, how did that get off kilter? A true teaching got off kilter because I saw what people did with it and I did with it too. Did I answer that? And so I would say that's the yeah. biggest one. It's gonna, it, you're, it's the mind towards the character of God in it. The blame towards the pain and suffering that you have, the trauma in your past that was never addressed and what it did to your heart and mind and how that you that is still can live in the body to where that's going to healing at that area has to be done with deliverance first, then the perfected healing. So what you're going to see people have returned is the, the demonic spirit that's attacking that area versus healing the core issue that then doesn't have a demon on it. Because and because those are two different things. I had chronic issues that spirits attached to and attacked, but then all of that got delivered. And then what happened, I still had issues in my body that were from the trauma that infected. So I had real issues in my organs, real issues in my neck. And so how do we separate the two of those? The people with an unrenewed mind or your mind towards that area, your deliverance has to come first before a perfected healing. Oh, that's good. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I had to have years of years of the deliverance before the actual area could get healed. And what we're seeing right now, the returning of things is either because the minister is not in truth and they're operating in out of a demonic spirit and like I said, go listen to my previous podcast to understand this, and I may go into it in the next chapter. Or it's because it was a deliverance and it was a spirit that left, but because that area has not in their heart and mind, the trauma hasn't been healed, the mind hasn't been healed, the demon can now reenter. Oh. And that's, and that's the scripture that we have with Jesus talking about casting out one spirit and coming back to a clean house and we have seven re-enter. And I could go off on that right now, but I'm not. Go listen to my abide. Go listen to my deliverance in the podcast. If people want to understand this deeper, go back to my podcast. It's called Deliverance. And it's from the Abide Spiritual Warfare series. And I talk about... Um, having a delivered mind and keeping free of when something like that and when somebody gets and so many people are so clueless that these are spirits they're so clueless that it's spirits and they think it's like their faith having to hold on to no if the if the healing was a deliverance and it was a spirit yet the healing of the heart and the mind are not there then this is reentered. now this is going to be theology you will hear word of faith that is true and then it just goes too far because they don't they're not hundred percent knowing what's a deliverance versus what is this and I've never heard actually that the teachings that it you gotta the heart in the trauma has to be healed first because I don't think that's what's addressed people don't understand the power in inner healing because so many people have been hurt by inner healing so you have someone like Todd White saying his Bible school is completely against inner healing I just assume he had a really really bad experience people have been traumatized by having someone want to search their mail and search the soul. When it's done in truth and God, it's all it is a sanctification and the renewing of the mind. That's what it is. So people have twisted it, people have been hurt from it. Um, and please don't 
for people hearing that, do not be blinded by a teaching that tells you, tells you do not do inner healing. And if you go do inner healing and it brings up so much trauma for you, then I'm sorry. You need to find the right person to do it for you. That's all I got to say. Because there's so much power in it when it's done the right way and, and in God's love. That has to be dealt with first as the core before before a deliverance is ever going to hold. And, and the demon actually stay gone. If the mind's not dealt with, then it, then it will return. Um, okay, chapter, or sorry, verse 6. Verse 7. Do you have a question? You, yeah, would you say, I mean, you say you need to do deliverance first. Could it like be deliverance and inner healing or it doesn't? Did I say deliverance first? I'm saying if no, it... No, I mean deliverance, deliverance first before getting a perfected healing. Um, you need... Like, do you want to include deliverance and inner healing? Well, yeah, because the... A hundred percent, because the inner healing has to be done before. So I'm... Mine, mine point would be like, if a deliverance is the reason someone got healed and the inner healing is not addressed, that demon will reenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Was that was that the question? Yeah. No, my question. You you said you mentioned you need to do what you talked about inner healing. I I know what you meant. Like you you need to do the the inner healing first. You said deliverance comes first before perfected healing, but I think I probably meant inner healing. Okay. I probably meant inner healing comes first and deliverance. Both okay. of those have to before the uh, perfected healing can come in. You have those are going to have to be dealt with first. It's like having a, a wound or a scar, and it's never closed and healed because it just stays open and infected because demons keep atta- affecting and, and hurting you and, and physically in that area of your body, and because the mind hasn't been dealt with in that area. Mm-hmm. Um. Once and something won't attack you unless there's a reason, right? Unless right, unless there's a reason to attack you, or they're just threatened by your your calling or what you're gonna do, what you're stepping into. So some people carry, like for me, I carried vulnerable areas of sickness that could get attacked before any deliverance thing I did, because my body had just had so much scarring to it physically. Um. So seven verse seven. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. There's so many people that honestly, and if you want to try to understand, like I am not giving you context of Romans 8. I am not giving you a commentary. I am breaking this down in a spiritual way that where God has given me revelation towards these verses in my body um, and how it can have just deeper, how, how it can have deeper meanings and how we can apply these scriptures. Um, that there's like literally hostility in people's minds and heart towards God. And this is what I'm going to talk about, like anger and resentment. The hugest things that will literally keep your body infected is people who live with that stuff. Offense is like the craziest one what it can do to the body. It can hurt you so bad because you're literally carrying something that is not for you to carry and it's for God to have justice on. And when you carry something, the spiritual law attached to that, it just makes you, first of all, you break so many spiritual laws and it, it just makes you accessible to it. To fully understand that, go listen to my forgiveness podcast. <laughs> I can't break it all down. I have it in all my other curriculums. Go listen to that. That's all. Someone needs help with forgiveness. That's in my podcast. Go listen to that. 
that's going to help you with what you can carry in. Just listen to everything. (laughs) This is Sarah's own promo. (laughs) Sarah's own promo recording. Um, no, uh, verse eight. That's why those who are still under the control of the sin- sinful nature cannot please God. Now, I know that this scripture, they're they're gonna that this is. I mean, he's referring to someone who who is not saved. Um, but here here's the reality with this. This is people who would call themselves saved, going to church, say they believe in God, and still carrying this stuff in their body, still carrying the sinful nature. Um, that's why, like sometimes, I, like how people have like. I don't know. Again, what's what's the word? Not translate, uh, interpret some of this stuff. I'm like, oh, really? You literally don't, you don't have any of this in your own life. How are you interpreting that this is just saved versus not saved? If it, you're saved and you're not having all of this, then clearly this is not just being saved. Okay, enough of my tangent. Okay, num- verse nine. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the spirit and you have the spirit of God living in you. Um. Here, here's just to this. This to me is basic free will. Basic free will. This is that your choice. This is not what you're controlled by. But so many people are flipping controlled by spirits that are Christians. It's so crazy. If people understood this, how many of your pastors have pornography in their backyard or in their in their they're watching behind the scenes? Because if people in ministry understood that the bullseye on you as a leader from Jezebel from demons and people are so deceived that it's just teach doctrine and teach the Bible and I'm not going to deal with it's such a joke what they've allowed in their closet just their doctrines blinding them versus you know the crap we have we have we have so many ministers doing crazy crap behind the scenes I mean let's be real what did everybody just hear about Robbie Zacharias oh I need to not go on a tangent I'm about to go hammer some people let's stop I can't get off this freaking train I've been on. Okay, we got to stay in my lane. Stay in my lane. We're in the book. We're in the book. Okay. Ben just needs to give me a mic and let me yell for an hour. Okay. Um, You are controlled by the, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you're made right with with God. Here's what God showed me about this. Now here we're looking at a text that means, you know, basically when we die, our body has no power over us. We are a spirit. We're going to be full to life. All the promises fulfilled when we get to heaven. You have this perfected thing on the body that right now your body is, is, is it will die because of sin. So what does that mean? There's infection in this world through sin that will infect your body. But there, there's a promise in this because I know from my own experience that God showed me that because I've suffered for my call and for a, for God, and even though some people say that's not biblical, you're not reading the Bible, dude, so shut up. That is 100% biblical. We have this all over scripture. We have deception in this prosperity message that I'm going to nail in number three. Prosperity will kill your soul. Okay. Um, that there's a promise in scripture here that when you've suffered with Jesus, you will carry his glory. And there's a thing in the body that God will perfect through a submitted heart and a submitted mind. 
and I'm going to talk about like what we do in suffering. So there's a promise in this. People need to understand that, that in your submission and your choices in your life, you can see a perfected healing happen to your body based on that, not your confession and not your minister. Okay. And I know this is what, so this is what God was doing for me, perfecting my hormones, perfecting. I mean, I don't even know how he perfected my neck. He healed my neck in the first couple months when this began. So this was a year long, a year long, um, healing of my body going through crazy stuff as it was, it's still, it still is not, I mean, it's still not fully, it's, it's partially manifested a lot, but I know a lot more is happening this month. But one of the things that was perfected off the bat was my neck. And I have no idea how God even did it. I know I had a deep ache and I felt the Holy Spirit adjust it. And he told me he was growing cartilage in it, new cartilage. And I felt a crazy deep ache while he did it. Now, why do I not hear any perfected healings of pain on it? If something's growing in you, do you not think it's going to hurt? Think of a transplant. That's what God kept telling me. So something is off in, our, in the healing ministry today because... I am the only one that's heard this and I know it's happened. I'm going to be proof of this. So how are we going to, how, how am I going to be called to reteach this for people to understand things differently with God? Like that if he's going to do something for you as a, of a healing in your body, get open to it looking different and deal with your mind first. Deal with your mind first, because this is clearly what we have. Um, Romans 8 is that you're you can be controlled by your sinful nature you can be controlled by your mind and you will not get a perfected healing when you're controlled by that you just won't the submitted mind is the mind that needs to be there to see a healing take place and this is, has to be grounded in people okay I'm going to give your example now now I'm going to tell a story I'm not going to give detail of it I'm, I'm not going to give detail I'm just going to say that something happened to you yeah. at two, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And would you say it was a trauma, physical trauma from a, from what? Yeah. Okay. From your dad. It was not a, pur- a purposeful abuse. It was nothing like that. It was more like a, like a verbal. It was more of a verbal mm-hmm. thing happening to her at two years old. Later, she has an issue with her pelvis that would not, it was constantly going out, which causes a lot of pain. If anybody, I mean, I know it. My pelvis has been going out like crazy through this last year. It hurts. It causes lower back issues, right? Mm-hmm. And it was constantly... And then God showed you one day, and this was between her and God. Here's the thing. I didn't do this inner healing, right? I didn't do this on you. Right. No, I was getting prayer, and I heard God say trauma. And so I was like, okay, I need to dive into prayer. And so it, like, God just started taking me through inner healing for it. Um, and then eventually, like, after I went through the inner healing portion of it, um, I got the, the physical healing of it. So... Like, here's a this is a good example of how God's the healer, not people. Because she just went into prayer hearing his voice and asking him. That's what people don't do. You're not asking God. You're not asking God, is there something in me? Is there something going on with me? Because you're so clouded, you can't hear his voice. People have to get free of that stuff that, that's clouding them to get hear his voice. So she personally asked it. I didn't lead this inner healing. I didn't do any of the prayer, right? Didn't he heal you on your... Yeah, I mean, it was just um, maybe the end of it, just when it 
what did like, it, it shifted did I just out really do bad an, and you just said just I just did an end prayer seal it oh. yeah. okay <laughs> so I did I all I did was the final thing that released it and kept it but she dealt with the inner healing part in her own prayer life and this is what people need to get like you don't have to go to a minister if you understand this like just watch listen to my podcast <laughs> Go through living in freedom. Right. But that's what she did. This girl has gone through every one of my curriculums over and over and over again. And she takes notes on everything. And look at her. She's doing her own inner healing on herself because of it in her own prayer. Like, you don't need a person to do it. Now, you may need something that seals the deal. There's anointings for that. And that's something I can do. I like to do stuff real fast. I do not like a two-hour session with people. Like, oh, I'm just going to deal with your crap real, real fast. But that's my personality. I don't, I don't go through all the, the stuff. I, people get with God. He will show you and um, expose it to the heart. You deal with that yourself. And then you, you can have somebody come in um, that, and pray in faith with you. And that's kind of what I did. So I did the final thing that, that completely what adjusted I prayed and it adjusted it stayed was that the last time it was out okay yeah and there you have like that was and it was constantly going on and God showed her it was from childhood thing and it was um fit, I would think it was it was a bit physical but a bit is some physical some verbal mm -hmm. and it did a scarring that would have affected her later just even in dating or like you know your emotions start. I mean this was something that happened at two years old went into where she would be in marriage and dating that had to be dealt with with God of why something her dad did affected her that way and was in her and was holding in her pelvis was holding in the pelvis so people understood this and that and now she got the perfected healing like I believe it locked and stayed it's gonna have locked and stayed because she dealt with what the the root cause now if she then has the issue again what does that mean that probably means that there's something to go back in what did what did something come up did something trigger that's what would happen at that point that's how i would look at that because of the fact that it was perfected it stayed now for how long has it stayed and it was going out all the time like eight months maybe um yeah probably and it was yeah, going summer and it was going and she's having issues with it all the time so let's just say that it, she had an issue with it again how i would look at that she's the one that would need to go back in prayer ask god and find out if there was something and that's how we have to see those things where you're dealing with if the tr with the trauma first that and the deliverance then the the healing can happen now she doesn't have like what i carried which is crazy 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 trauma when you're dealing with people generational it's just gonna it's gonna look different let's talk about generational first okay so everybody knows to use john john 9 but this is a this is a it really is a great scripture in explaining this because you have the the blind guy in john 9 a lot of people have heard this and the disciples i think asked jesus what did his parents do for him to be blind so clearly in jewish culture that they knew things as being generational because of the law i mean that's what was said in the law i think in deuteronomy the, with the generational sin is going to go to the third and fourth generations and you have so many people who are going to say not not anymore because jesus died on the cross not anymore if you live in what jesus died for people are still living in all their generational stuff because they're still living in the sin of it so they never got the truth of what that actually means so that's a load of crap to just say not anymore because of this when that's only your doctrine and you're not actually living in what jesus died for you to have and i can 
tell you this because of flipping what I had to see happen generationally in my family line of the demonizing of the bipolar that we all got, of the schizoaffective, of the voices, and then of the physical, the hormones. I mean, crap. The generational stuff is real, people. Don't be stupid at this. <laughs> okay. John 9. And here's how he responds. Do you have any questions? Am I doing doing all right? Okay. It's John 9, verse 1. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who'd been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, so we'll put this in there. Why has this man been born blind? Was it because his own sins or his parents' sins? So right here, they're acknowledging could have come from the parents, and now they're chat, and now he's born with it, or it could have come from come from himself. Um, and then we have where it's not going to be either, and God's going to do use something for His glory. Like, did Jesus put it on him? No. Did God put him on? No. Would God be glorified through the healing? Yes. So let's just look at healing correctly here. Let's not think that God actually does it to people, but let's look at it that he has glory in it. And we have too many ministers who are doing demonized healings and getting their own dang glory for God's glory, you idiots. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, number three, is it because his, his sins or his parents' sins? Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and no one can work. And while I am here on this world, I am the light of the life. Now, he spits on the ground and rubs it in the guy's eyes with uh, the mud. And I thought he did it twice in this one. Or is that another one? I thought he did it twice. There's one that he... Yeah, he does it twice. I think, yeah. I think so. Which I find is interesting. Just that to, he had he went after it a couple times to have it fully, fully um, his eyes his eyes completely completely open. So here here's what I want to say with generational stuff. If we don't get open, that some of the things that people are carrying physically came from past stuff. This is a real thing, people. Whether you want to believe it or not, um, and there's a potential that there's something generational in your family line that was never dealt with. Let's just talk about Freemasonry and false religious, um, false religions and the cursings on it. People don't get this is a real thing. We have so many people in the church that have no flipping idea because nobody has the authority to deal with these high level of demons. The high level demons, like, can we put this in here? Like of Santeria, of um, Freemasonry, um, that's just a couple of them. Good Lord. I mean, all the, the crazy witchcraft in Africa. These these are generational false religions that you have people have in their family line. And let me explain something about certain false religions. They, they are actually give a covenant authority to demons in their worship. And there are times that they actually put, uh, will give their children over to that false god. <laughs> and... Um, and here's what happens. The covenant agreement, you say, no, when that person becomes saved, that's gone. Ugh. You, ugh. I just don't want to talk to you. 
I'm not gonna deal with you. I'm gonna deal with the ones who actually have this in their family line. They know exactly what I'm talking about and they've seen the demonizing that came from it because those are the ones that know it. I've dealt with so many people like that. They have so much false religion and crazy stuff in their family line and they walk in crazy cursings and deaths and premonitions and, and no, people don't have the authority to deal with these spirits because they don't understand them. These are crazy high level spirits and people hearing this, like that's you. Like I am telling you, there is hope for that freedom and deliverance. So you just need to find someone who can, who actually can deal with it. Um, deal with these types of, of spirits of what happens because what happens is a covenant agreement comes in in a false religion in that family. And then that authority is passed down because you have an authority over your children spiritually. And then that gets passed down to the child. So let's just say that that demon, now that child, let's just say they come into faith and they get saved. Yet because that parent did that and that was never dealt with and exposed, you're dealing with demons. And it, I mean, I've heard the craziest, craziest stories. I'm like, do I even want to give this like give this example of of what I was I saw a lady who she was saved she went to Mariner's Irvine okay people know that church totally conservative they were clueless to handle what what happened to her and what was on her she was probably from Columbia and she was offered up as a child and like they put chicken blood on her in a type of what would it be called like a a ritual like a ritual and she lost her son she had so much bad stuff happen to her losses loses her husband comes to faith and no one at that church could have handled it they were clueless clueless to to what was on her that that woman manifested like nobody's not like Gollum from the last lady she wasn't like that her manifestations when she'd get by me she'd start puking just walking by me I wouldn't even have to touch her that's how bad her stuff was and it was just that that she had so much witchcraft stuff on her they were super sensitive to me and did I ever tell you this is such a funny story I was walking by her one time out she was walking through the the chapel of Irvine. If people know who Mariners is, this is why this is a nutty story of this happening to a woman. She was walking out the the hall, like the where the worship center is, walking out and walking. And I knew her. I was like, hi, because I had done deliver at some of the prayer stuff. Like, hi. And she starts going, <laughs> like just talking to me. And I was like, are you manifesting right now and getting delivered? I was like, okay. And I grabbed her by the neck. She just started getting delivered, like walking by me. I was like, was that my shadow? How did that happen? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it tripped me out to see something like that happen. So I just grabbed, I, something was on her neck. So I just put my hand, it just started manifesting when she walked by me. So I just put my hand and grabbed her and got, got it off of her. But that's how much stuff she carried from witchcraft and I had to do it on her. I did three or four times of witchcraft. She had them returning to her because of what her parents did with uh, putting her in that ritual. I mean, that was, she was one of the, I was like, and she was so sweet and so kind and she just was like so grateful someone could not think she's a nut and like acknowledge that, hey, this is crazy demonic. People don't know how to handle these things. That's the thing that we're not addressing in truth in the in the church right now. And so you're going to see people with so much stuff on them physically 
that came from these false religions in their family line that literally is a third and fourth generational pass down and nobody knows how to deal with it. Freemasonry, if people understood the cursings and Freemasonry that are put on people. Um, I had one, a, a cursing towards, this is good, right? This could go in the book. This is interesting, huh? Yeah, it's all interesting. Am I going off topic big time? Just keep doing your thing. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> but I had a cursing from Freemasonry. And Ray dealt with this for me. If people who know who I'm talking about, Ray's, Ray's an older gentleman who has a deliverance ministry. He's the only deliverance ministry I trust. I don't trust people in deliverance ministry because they become weirdos. I'm not a weirdo. I just look like a weirdo. <laughs> He's the only guy I'll let it ever, yeah, I don't trust anybody in California. I've dealt with four different deliverance ministries in California, and I don't trust any of them. Anyways, okay. Um, <laughs> and he dealt with one that I think was free ministry. It was some type of a cursing that was like a witchcraft thing towards marriage. I mean, if we understood this stuff, people who think this is so cool, oh, you are just so blind. Like, get your eyes open. I promise you could become a new person. You could change your entire life if you got open to these things. Right? Right? Moira, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Yes. Amen. Me and a party of one. Me and myself and Sarah Moira. This is this is a, this is the congregation today. <laughs> Great point. That's a crazy generational stuff. People you, people, you need to get open to this physically. You got crazy stuff like that in your background. There's probably physical stuff that you're dealing with um, that that came from that and then it makes it worse it makes it 20,000 times worse if someone like that goes into new age muscle uh, energy work or like yoga oh 20,000 that that is like the worst that that's when it gets really really difficult because of what they open to um, also there's people who can't get healed because your doctrine that's another reason. They've actually been demonized through the doctrine. And so because they got demonized through a teaching of what they wrap scripture in, you actually cannot receive a healing. Oh, that's good. You can't. Because you are blind to these things. You're blind to what I'm pulling out and telling you right now. You're blind to believing sin can create this in your body. You're blind to believing your, your mind can do it because you've taught yourself that if you have any suffering, it's, the, it's like the will of God. And I just pray if it's God's will. And it has no responsibility for myself if they die of cancer, they this or that. Like, they that it's just such a blind, blind mind. A blind, blind mind when you get so incredibly indoctrinated that you don't even get open to what it looks like for God to heal your body and what you could possibly be doing wrong, keeping sickness in your body that he has healing for you about. Okay, do you have any questions like, does explaining how trauma can cause a scarring in the body make sense? Say that again? Does explaining how trauma can cause a scarring in the body, was that enough explanation for people who may hear this? Or, I mean, I know I explain generational things fine in that stuff. Let's just say, 
Yeah, I guess I think it people probably wouldn't know that because they would think that it would just manifest emotionally, like versus physically. Right. You know. Right. So how about so let's think of grief now. When you lose somebody, people who know this, and this can be from even a divorce or feeling extremely rejected by a parent, okay? That's going to be cause grief. When it comes to grief, there are spirits. I call them false mourning spirits. What do I mean by false mourning? The human body and mind has been created to grieve. Jesus grieved when John the Baptist died, okay? He grieved before he had to give up his life. Jesus grieved. There's a different thing when your body and your mind hold on to grief and it becomes a deception. I'll let you type. I talk slower right now. Is that help more helpful? Am I being more helpful? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what happens here is when it becomes a false morning spirit. False morning spirits I find on a lot of women why is that women get and feel rejected easier than than men men will men hat will deal with it too it's just a completely different thing on how a woman does versus a man so the moment a woman feels that they got rejected which in most cases there's deception on what that is anyways there's a grief that comes in that rejection and let down and it deceives the mind of something like and here's an example. A woman loses, a husband leaves a woman. And he's a real jerk anyways. And by the way he left her just exposes he's a real jerk. And God, that's a good thing he left you. It's a good thing to say goodbye to certain people. And God has something better for you. But what the spirit does in that feeling of rejection will then place a false mourning on the person. And that's a demon. And so when that spirit comes on them, they mourn and grieve something that the human nature will do on its own, but in, in the alignment of God's heart and mind, that goes away quick when God heals the heart. What a, what a person will hold on to is the spirit. That spirit of mourning stays in, in it. You feel it in the gut. And a lot of women, you could describe it as, it's hard to explain. A dropping feeling in your stomach, grief does that. It makes you feel like, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. People who know grief know what I'm talking about. It, You feel it inside your gut. And sometimes you can't eat. Some people, for me, I don't eat when I have that feeling. Other people eat more. Like it's actually like this, this feeling. So when you hold on to that spirit in that and hold on to that grief, it actually harms the body. When you don't, and so because I didn't have God back with the death of my mom, well, I had him, but I, in my view of him, got so distorted, I hung on to such deep, deep pain that it almost did like a rotting in my stomach. And I believe like in my bowels, like that's how deep of a, because I remember trying to ignore my sister's grief was so bad that if somebody said her name, you would see me lock and get super sick to my stomach. I couldn't even talk about her. It was such a trauma in my body. That was carried in my gut. So you have a real grief, but a lack of healing in the mind and heart with God. And then you have the spirit of grief. 
And we know there's a spirit of mourning because it's in Isaiah 61. God would give oil of, of oil of joy for, for a spirit of mourning and despair. So there is a spirit that can come on in, in that. So that is an example of how that can cause something so deeply rooted and then scar your body. And then you have you get the inner healing. You may get the healing of it like I did later in life, but the scarring was still there. So the healing from God then needed to come in and heal the scarring part. Okay. And that's where you're going to get the perfected healing. Okay, the physical scarring. And that, for me, has been, I think it. he was regrowing um, lining in my stomach and in my bowels. I think it was, he had, he, there was stuff, infection that had to come out. So I was sick all the time. So it felt like my body was physically detoxing and horrible, 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 sharp pains and sickness in my stomach. And then um, it, it felt like there were sores being regrown. That's the only way I can describe it. And that's so above people's minds. But when you're dealing with the spirit of God and he's doing something perfected, um, it's going to look so different than we can understand. But to explain that, you have to go to the event first, deal with the mind towards it. Because a female that's going to hold on to and men can do it too. I'm so not saying it's only females. Females are the ones that are way more susceptible because they hang on to things like in a in a different way and in a, in a longer way. They're a longer time. The woman has to deal with their thing towards rejection. That's gonna have that that spirit of grief on it. So you really have to deal with your identity. You have to. I don't think if I didn't have such a removal of rejection by what I went through the last few years out of my life. I don't think my stomach could have healed because I still carried a susceptibility to rejection, which would open me up to grief. And when, if that grief would could come back in my stomach, I'd get infected again. Like you really can carry, carry that stuff in that area. And I also think in your chest, in your heart, like actually physically have, if people know this, you physically felt pain in your heart when you lost somebody. Um, that's really good. <sighs> Anger and resentment's gonna do that in your gut too, but differently. Anger and resentment attract crazy spirits, and that in itself, you're just gonna oppress. It's gonna put a heaviness physically on you and oppress your mind. Um, and in that will cause, it will cause a scarring when you keep it there for so long. And there's people who've gotten generational anger from a parent who was abusive to you and then they got abused and that creates a scarring and then they're abusing other people around them. And people, you will not sustain a healing if that's the way you live. You will not. So you have people operating in this stuff and going to conference to get healing and they think they're going to get it. No, because sin's alive in you. You're not like, you're not healed and free and walking in truth and love. So how are you going to hold on to a perfected thing of the spirit of God? No, you are an entry point and a landing strip to demons. Just that's what it is. If you operate in abuse, you operate in manipulation, you operate in these things. And you people like this then think that it's God's fault that you are carrying stuff in your body. No, you're Jezebel. Like, stop being a Jezebel and stop being, like, an abusive person. You're going to open yourself up. You're accessible. You're going to have people, like, 
that oh this is and this god's on this right now that tumors are going to grow in your body because you live infected and you're infecting other people with your abuse in your mouth and your manipulation and your anger and then you want to get in front of people and think that you're this this and this because you think you know scripture and this and you got so much crap hidden like everybody needs to go listen to this pastor i'm gonna tell people that we are just listening to it went viral today which is what's the date today the seventh of a pastor and he has to be in somewhere in the south go people go google this he he went off on women um and what they need to do for their husbands like publicly it's like 22 minutes and if you're a female go grab some popcorn because it's the funniest thing you ever heard it's really offensive but it's hysterical because he's so stupid that he did this publicly and he says the craziest crap to women and you're looking like seriously people go go watch this this was a public preacher it went viral and just google a preacher who tells women they um what he, he told them that they need they they can't look as hot as melania trump but they need to learn how to lose weight and wear makeup and not be butch so he says for them not to be butch and so he's he's fat and ugly by the way he's fat and ugly and he just goes off and you can read i can read this dude's mail this guy is in public ministry and he is incredibly abusive and controlling and he exposed it publicly by giving a message like that so this is what you have people like doing you don't even know you're stupid like idiot that you would publicly do in one of the most sensitive areas to attack women in publicly and it's crazy you, people need a good laugh go listen to this guy you will bust up if you're not sensitive i think it's hysterical i mean he's a real moron but it explode it explained it exposed like his heart and you're seeing people like this who you don't know behind the scenes this man is incredibly abusive and it's totally obvious he's abusive to his wife right so if somebody like this who you're gonna say you're this this and that you live this way and then you have infection in your body and you can't get healing from God. That's because you're a douchebag. <laughs> I need more skinny jeans. So this guy was too fat to wear skinny jeans. <laughs> he's just he was so he's a mess. He said, he said, he said, um, he had a point on the screen of women needing to wear makeup and not cut their hair short after they get married and said that makeup is like drywall for cracks <laughs> oh it's so good people you need to listen okay that was enough of that rambling <laughs> is this the the end of uh i think that's enough and this was so this is going to be chapter two explaining a perfected healing versus a deliverance what i'm going to be doing next is going to be going in chapter three where i'm going to be debunking some of the faith theology behind um healing how you can lose your healing how that causes legalism, how we're tapping into witchcraft. Um, and going into more Romans 8. I think that's good. We're good. Okay. See you next time.